episode two, Denise Minifield. We start off talking about her upbringing, the early decision to become a musician by the fourth grade, the vibrant culture and energy of the civil rights movement in Berkeley, California, to living life as a traveling artist throughout all East Asia. She even nationalized and identifies as a Moor. Denise believes we are shining stars in our own right, no matter who or how many people notices. It's up to us to recognize our worth. Please welcome Denise Minifield. Because it's holiday time. Got you. But a lot of people are gone. A lot, you know, a, a lot. lot of the musicians left, you know, wow. moved away, went back, you know, thinking that they were going to be able to come back, you know, because everybody was on the impression this was going to be, you know, a very short term thing, you know, maybe a month or two. And boom. And the next thing we know, it was like, no, you're, you're axed. You didn't get back this day. You will not get back. Oh, wow. <laughs> For a while, you know, but now it's opened up some. But right, right. It's looking good. Yeah. I have a drum roll, please. The great, the incomparable, the amazing, the beautiful, the international, amazing artist, singer, traveler of the world. Yes, sir. Who took over. All East Asia, Denise Minifield. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, oh, that's funny. I don't take it all over, but I try to get apart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I couldn't imagine being one of the early black folk in China. You know, like just. Oh man! Just and, you know, I met when yeah. I first went there. I met some people. You know, like because. Like the first time I went to Shanghai was back in 2003. Okay. So that was the first time I went to 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 perform and, and that's where I started meeting a lot of people. So, you know, and then I, you know, we're back and forth, back and forth. Then right. I wasn't there for a long time and then I came back and then I was just there. So, uh, uh, but, you know, I've always been in Asia. Or uh, either China, so it was like cool. But I did want to bring something up because you're <laughs> you know, speaking, on, <laughs> speaking on the more more stance and stuff. And I do have to tell you, I did nationalize, so Yo. I'm still using Denise Minifield as you know stage name more or less. But I've changed my name. I've claimed my heritage. Hey. So it's Gaia Denise Day L. Now. Daya Denise Day L. Right. Hey, the, 3Ds. Yeah. the 3Ds. The 3Ds. <laughs> All right. I wanna I wanna get into that actually. I wanna get into that. But um can we go uh to the beginning of who Denise was, where is she from, and what was her early stages of life? Let's go can we get we can we get into that? My early what? <laughs> where who who is Denise? Oh, where no, is she okay, from? No. okay, no, well I'm from California. Berkeley, nice. born and raised, and uh, um, and that's where I was. I traveled around, you know, the state for a while. Um, I started in music early on when I was young, in like in the fourth grade. You know, we oh, wow. were blessed to be in a uh, yeah. I was blessed to be in um, an area around people 
you know, that was, it was very musical at that time. You know, there was a lot of great musicians and, and the schools that we went through from elementary all the way up had beautiful music programs. So I was like, really, I came up in a time where it was just nothing but goodness. It was, it was great growing up, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I started out as a flautist. I was playing a flute. Really? And, yeah. I played flute for about eight years. I carried, I carried it for a while, you know, like eight years I played consistently. Then I got more interested in singing. So I kind of left it, abandoned it. But I picked it back up a little bit every now and then, you know, when I came back over here, actually, I started back and then I stopped again. <laughs> so, so, but you still, you still could pick, you can still play a tune or two. Yeah, I can still do something if I pick it up. I mean, I know my notes, I guess. <laughs> you know, you don't forget all fingering. It's just brilliant, but I just have it. My teacher always used to tell me, you need to play while you sing. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I keep saying one day I'm going to pick it back up because I love the instrument. It's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. But uh, my, um, I, my teacher at the time, he heard something. I mean, I always loved to sing. I didn't know I was going to be a singer. I never thought about it being that. But he heard something in my voice that he wanted to push. So he pushed. He started putting me in different spots and singing versus just playing all the time. Yes, sir. So that's how it started. And, uh, and, and the rest is history. And I've just been, you know, kind of pushing on, persevering from that ever so, since. Childhood Berkeley, like outside of the singing, was it, was, I, I know too, um, Oakland, the Black Panthers and all that, was it a... Uh, Oakland had the Black Panthers around right. that time. Uh, coming up in Berkeley was, very diverse because yeah. it was a college. Would it be in a college town? You know, we were surrounded by all kinds of people. You wow. know, uh, I was, I mean, I, I was part of the, when the first integration call on quote unquote integration started, where they were busting the, uh, the Europe, Europeans from up in the mountains down to the flatlands and busting us from the flatlands up there. Right. You know, this exchange. Uh, so I was there when all that happened. You know, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I grew up where they were fighting for the civil rights and all of the stuff. Now, a lot of the stuff I remember hearing about, some of the stuff I remember, I didn't necessarily just participate in, but I was around at that time. Um, my Biggest memories, like, I mean, I understood the Martin Luther King situation, da 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 da, and I was like in elementary school when he got killed. Okay. So, um, you know, I understood all that and the Kennedys. And, but, but for me as a child, I always say, I think it was, I had a great childhood. <laughs> I'm not gonna, you know, I might not can, could do the things that I felt that I wanted to do as a child because I was always so ambitious and my dad my daddy was like no. he was straight <laughs> 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 he wasn't going for it you know yeah. and then my mother was very very religious so between them two you know I, you know I I want where I really wanted to venture off I could you know as much gotcha. as I really wanted but but I, I ventured enough I ventured too much probably after, <laughs> after I got older <laughs> <laughs> like literally all over the world though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> okay. 
So then when you was high school um, where you blossomed as more of an artist and you knew that that's what it was for you? Pretty much. Well, actually, actually, when I was in junior high school, I, I mean, I would by the time I got to high school. Yeah, I would say it was high school like, and it, it really started just really saying that, bam, OK, this is what I wanted to. You know, yeah. I want to be a musician. Um, I mean, I I knew I loved music, and I knew it was something I, you know, that was in me, but I hadn't really known which direction I really wanted to go, you know, because, uh, but music was in first foremost. And then uh, after junior, like I said, by the time I got to high school, I got, uh, of course, I enrolled in all the music things and stuff, and so in high school, it was kind of like where I really got noticed and because I would start putting myself out of different, you know, activities and stuff like that. Right. Some things that I wasn't supposed to be a part of because I was a freshman, but I didn't care. I did it anyway. And if I wanted, I wanted, you know, right. I was staring at me like, oh, no, you can't audition for this. I'm like, yes, I can. I don't care. Yes, right. <laughs> I want audition for it. Well, you know, you, then you I saw a moment that really stood out. Uh, what in high school? Yeah, oh, God. Like, like that. Like you just will never forget. I guess you know what. One of the the the, the, the a couple of times, but uh, I was already because in Berkeley they had the way they did. They broke up the campus. The campus was like you had your sophomores, your your, your sophomores, which were your ninth graders. No, anyway, your ninth grade was in another area another part of town and then the high school started like from freshmen and going up you know i guess mm -hmm. freshmen yeah something like sophomore and the senior however it ran but anyway i just got there and uh whatever it was i was not supposed to be auditioning for the graduation that was coming up but this mm -hmm. was a you know because i uh it was my graduation number one no. number two um I wasn't, you know, they said I wouldn't qualify nope. because I was a freshman. And right. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I think I can. <laughs> yeah. I want to try, even if they tell me no. Where, where but when I tried, it? when I tried it, I got it. Yeah. You okay. know, I, so me standing up, I mean, I was in this, you know, the Greek theater, you know, this huge theater that they have, you know, oh, wow. which is not there anymore, you know, with, my school, because at that time, Berkeley High was the only school in Berkeley. So, you know, we had big classes, you know, of graduation. You know, we could have two or 300 kids that was graduating easy, you know, because it was that kind of a campus. So this was, you know, so I got on it, did the thing, and it wasn't mine. Okay. <laughs> and then it was like, you know, uh, but some great moments. I landed roles and stuff in different uh, the school plays and stuff. I did a lot of theater when I was in school. Right. Can I ask you, where'd you get that type of, like, zeal, that drive, like, that ambitiousness of, like, you know what? Dad, friends, I, I, like... Me? I mean, hey. just, I don't know. Me. I can't, because I used, my, my mother could sing, but it was not anything in her passion that she wanted to do. Her father did a lot of the singing. My dad, he didn't, I never known him to grunt, do nothing but grunt all the time. So I don't know if he ever could sing or not. But, you know, I guess the ambition came from him just to 
go for something, you know, because he was one of those kind of people. I mean, it was nothing he couldn't touch, he couldn't do. Hey. And my life is kind of like that way. So I guess the driving part came from, and my mom too, so she was very ambitious about doing things. So that, you know, it came from them, but not on a music sense. The music sense was just something that was in me, you know, and it's funny because I have, well, I have two, it's four of us, you know, my siblings and my two brothers, both of them are musicians and um, performers. My sister, she is, and she's the only one that's not, and my parents were. So it's, you know, it's like, this comes down from my grandfather and so forth and so on, you know, oh, that. Wow. my grandfather was a singer. He used to be the song director in the mm -hmm. church, stuff like that. So, wow. but not necessarily from my immediate family. Hey, is family so, originally from <clears throat> Berkeley? Well, no. Uh, actually, my mom was, she originally was from Oklahoma uh, by way of Bakersfield. And my dad was originally from Alabama by way of San Francisco, Oakland, whatever, because he moved, he migrated there. Well, he lived in Detroit. He lived all over. My, all over. my dad was one of those. Maybe you got that travel world, bug. Too. That. Well, that's where it was, because he was a man of the world. He picked up and start, you know, moving, you know, state. He never crossed the world, but he, yeah. he moved around yeah. in the all states. This, around yeah. the states, right. And that's yeah. that's another world, too, though, going to different states. Yeah, because there's a lot of people right there in the United States that don't have a clue what's around the corner from them. That's a fact. Clue. That's fact. Not a clue. Yeah. You know, so. You go to a different state, it's another world, and, and, and California is a different world from Texas. Right. Yes. Right. I, know. I live down there, too. I was down there in Houston for a while. I stayed in Houston. Houston is nice. Houston is nice. Yeah. I liked it and I didn't like it. At the time we went, they weren't very friendly for the musicians. So it was kind oh, of a, Yeah, you know, everybody said, Oh, they're cool now. I said they wasn't they weren't too happy to see these foreign musicians nope. from uh because uh, we had came from uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, we were there and we had drove down things that got a little crazy for us there as far as Work-wise, because we were all black band. Yes, sir. And all white. No, it wasn't all white, but yes, sir. You know, just trying to make it, it just got a little hard. Right. So we decided we would try Texas because our agent was telling us about something going on down there, so we made that move. But you know, it, it didn't pan out the best for us, but <laughs> we survived through it. Understood. Know, and, and Texas, too, has come a long way. I mean, literally, Juneteenth is because of oh, Texas, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. uh, I mean, being here, I'm not going to lie, it's still, they still got a long way to go. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, they do, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got a lot of people from Dallas, you know, from Dallas, Fort Worth. Yeah. I got a girlfriend who's down there. She down there in Hazel. She said it was Hazel, Texas, or something. I was like, I ain't even heard of it before. Right, but <laughs> she, Texas is so big; they got so many. That's what she was saying. She said, "She said, she said it's backwood sticks." She said, so yeah. I said, "It's areas here where they don't even really cross other cultures or races." You know what I'm saying? Wow, wow. Yeah, it's, it's wild wow. in 2020, though. You know what I'm saying? I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's amazing just to hear anywhere, all over the world. You know, it's right, like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so did you, what was, what, what was the transition from high school into where was Um, actually high school, I did a little college in the music spectrum, but basically I started, I just kind of 
I almost drifted out of music. You know, I almost drifted yeah. out of, of, talk about that? of not performing because, I mean, I was still pursuing it. I worked because I was always working with a band, you know, and and we were, you know, it were, they were good bands and we did a lot of stuff and we made money. I loved, you know, doing that. But, you know, eventually I just, you know, I, I hit it and I kept hitting it until it got to, I was like, maybe I don't want to hit this anymore. So I did other things, you know. I, you know, uh, I mean, I've always had the moonlight. That was the whole thing with music. Uh, you know, you had to have another music. What was Denise? Denise what, what? I'm sorry. The more, the Maurice name. Let me go. That's, me... that's all right. You, you can still call me that. I'm okay. <laughs> what was Denise <laughs> doing outside of music, though? I couldn't even imagine. Oh. I was a bank teller. <laughs> I did so close. Yeah. I was mechanic. Smokey only said he a mechanic, but she's not. I used to work on my car. I, I worked in other people's cars. That's cars. crazy. Nah, you really? know? Oh yeah, you know. Got you know. It was quite a few things probably I shouldn't have been in, but I was. <laughs> Shout out to Smokey. I hear you back there. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> she talking about Pippin. <laughs> no, I didn't get that far. I thought about it, but no. <laughs> Pippin. Hey, Pippin. 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 But yeah, Pippin ain't easy. But it's you know it's just you know just I did a lot of things. I you know I was always a very venturous person. That's why I'm saying I probably ventured off into some shit I shouldn't have. <laughs> but you know, I you know I look at it. Whatever it was, I mean, you know, I was meant to. I was drawn that direction. I went through it. I came through it, and I'm still here. You know, we talk about it. Uh, good, bad, and ugly. You know, it, yeah. it wasn't easy. You know, it ain't but easy. and like I said, I made some bad choices. Damn. And and you know, shoot, I'm still here today. I probably will still make some. Not the best of, but I'll try to do better. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> right. I, you know, but I was young and, you know, I got married, had a baby, I mean, I had a daughter. Um, oh, really? How many, how many children uh, did you Just have? one. I just had one child. Oh. But it, it was, that's another story, too. You know, it wasn't my husband's, it was somebody else's, but we were broke up by the time all that happened. We could talk about whatever. I'm trying to just, you know, let you know that we get open forum. Uh, we, the idea for all this, too, is to deal with subjects on what it, for me, I'll give you an example for me, right? Coming back to the States, I got, so, I got really uh, so uh, used to a certain lifestyle that I came back, I felt like I was moving backwards. Right, so we I know, I know, I I understand that completely. I I know how when um, I would go home, like after I moved over here, and yeah. I would go home, you know, uh, I would go home every month, at least every month, every month, just to make sure that you know, um, you know, I see my mom, my family, and stuff, and right. every year I would go home, and when I would go there, I would be like. You know, I just felt like I didn't fit. You know, like, where do I even supposed to start here now? And <laughs> and I hadn't been gone that long. You know, I would, you know, because I would just be gone twelve months. You know, like now, me going back now. I was going back this year before all this mess happened. I had been back in five years. 
Oh, wow. Excuse me. Since my, my mom passed, well, actually six now, yeah. It would have been six years. So I was going to make that trip back there this year. But then, you know, Mr. COVID decided to raise his head. So that killed that. Right. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, overall, like I say, I'll get back. I mean, you know, like I said, thank God for modern technology. We can do things like this and I can see my family and so forth and so on. And keep right. Communication. Uh, just, I was just thinking back to when uh, I first came over here and we didn't have all this. You know, you can make a long distance car call by getting a calling card. Yeah, I know. A thousand numbers and shit. You know, yeah. you couldn't do any of this kind of stuff, you know. So, I, you know, I, you know, great on that. But, right. yeah. Uh, so, but like I said. Well, well, getting back to the idea too, like, Assimilation and reassimilation, right? So mm-hmm. I felt like um, I've done a lot, but everything I've done was taken away because it didn't translate back in the States. And I was so frustrated. And it was death to my yeah. ego. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. I, do I have to start all the way from scratch? And that's what it feels like. And that's kind of like almost what you have to do. You have to pretty much reinvent yourself in another way. Um, I think being in Shanghai, because Shanghai is so, it's so diverse, but it is still so slow. You know, it's like, how do you do? How do I say this? I always just say, look at it at at like a, a, a computer. You look at the, the, the structure of the computer, the external structure is magnificent. It's growing, it's built and everything. But when you deal with the software, it's mm. outdated. It, you know, so it's like sometimes, you know, because of that outdatedness in, in so many areas, you have, a, for us, who like coming from the States or growing up in, you know, different kind of areas, have a different kind of thought or just people who are just, aware of themselves in the world, they can go there and they can maneuver. Yeah. Everybody can't go there and maneuver. Nope. Because it's not for everybody to do. Nope. Fact. This is why I tell people all the time. All people, you know, people can go there and make a lick and make and make it happen, but it's not for as much as a person wants to be there or whatever, it's not always a place for them. Nope. Facts. It's, it's not, you know, but you have to make a whole lot of mental adjustments dealing with people in other places. And I'm not necessarily going to say just China. I'm saying period. When you step in outside of your comfort zone. Okay. But we go there when we go to China because it is so much of a bastard trying to catch up and we can help them come up because they're eager because they want, because they're like sponges. They want to grab everything you got. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's why they are, I was there because they want to soak it up. They but do. still at the same time, they can soak it up, but they still can't get that execution at it needs to be done because that's something that only we can do. It ain't easy. Yeah. I just feel that. And a lot of people do too. Only, only you know, some of them, people of color, okay. <laughs> people of soul, <laughs> people of spirit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, people from, you know, basically I just say people from our backgrounds you know because music is something that you live uh-huh, uh-huh. rapping is something that you live uh-huh, spoken uh-huh. word is things that you live uh-huh. all this stuff is things when when, when you want to be when you 
want to reach to reach people to give them a message. It's not a, just about singing that. Because I never thought that I was one of those songbirds anyway. I do what I do because I feel like the universe is channeling whatever needs to channel through me to touch whoever needs to be out there in that moment in my sight. So, you, you know, that's where, you know, so like I said, when people come to me, I mean, I've been hearing all my life, you're great, you're good, you're good, you're great, you're great, you're good. Right, you're great. right, right, right. But then I'm like, okay, yeah, but I'm still here working like a mule. <laughs> doing what I have to do. And, and and so I had to come to understand that, you know, everybody's not meant to be in certain everybody is smart. No matter where you are, you just have to live your life shine. Okay, it's not necessarily you gotta be recognized by a million one people to be a star. You are a star in your own rights and where you put yourself in your own head. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, first time listeners, last time listeners, first time viewers, last time viewers, this is your boy Uche Sam coming in, coming in real, real correct, beyond original podcast is me. And I love the fact that people have been working with me through this process. Log journey. If you've been following me on Instagram, Chief Sam Hustle, I've been showing real snippets of people showing great moments and really enjoying times with new friends, old friends, and everybody in between. I say, if you with me, you are locked into the game with me. This channel is for you. This channel is for the people, the dreamers. This channel is for the daredevils, the risk takers, the people who prevail through trials and tribulations of the world, the people who go in. You don't take no for an answer. You don't take no for an answer. And I love it. Beyond original is an idea that we are uniquely ourselves. And every experience we have is unique to us, right? This is for the people who are able to really understand the words I am. And if you know the words I am is we are God. And if you don't make your dreams come true, it's literally your choice, literally your choice. And if you make your dreams understand who you are, you may be able to see that maybe it's something that you didn't want in the first place. And you could finally, finally, finally come out through these stories to see where you stand in your own life. However, in the words of Earl Nightingale, Whatever we plan in our subconscious mind and nourish with repetition and emotion will one day become reality. I believe in the idea of the Moors, the melanated people, dark people from all different walks of life, being able to connect from one place to another, from China to Bermuda, <laughs> to Burundi, to Papua New Guinea. All right? This is for you. The awesomeness of the individual from the mainstream to the small screen, on your YouTube TV. Thank you. Stay locked in. Lock journey. We got something special for y'all. I hope you like it. Peace.